And now another episode of Mind Escape with Michael and Maurice. Take it away, Michael. All right, folks, welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. We have episode number 28. Uh, we're going to be discussing the Drake equation and the Fermi paradox. Listening to that Drake. Um, they're two opposites basically um the drake equation is the equation that frank drake uh created to you know show all the possible signs of life in in the universe based on all the knowledge of you know everything that we have and basically like it's like a probability thing um and then the fermi paradox is um enrico uh enrico uh, fermi came up with it it's Basically, if there's all these possibilities for life and we have all this technology and we can search all this, you know, range and different types of, you know, waves and energy and different stuff, uh, where are all the aliens, you know? So that's the the two combating um, forces right there. So so Drake is saying that there definitely is alien life somewhere in the Yeah, I mean, it's probability based on us, meaning that, like, there's got to be other earth type planets. If that's the case, there's got to be other life. Um, you know, and even recently they've been talking about how life could be uh, in like the atmosphere and Venus or like different stuff. And we just don't know what it is because we only have the, the range of knowledge of what we know based on our own, you know, star or our own planet and our own uh, atmosphere and all that kind of stuff. So, right. Right. Um, so let's start with the Fermi paradox. Uh, so Green, uh, Green Bank, West Virginia, 1960 is when Frank Drake started looking for life outside of this planet. Uh, that's when it was, you know, radio astronomy was new at the time. Um, and there was a big dish there and, uh, they were using it to, you know, look for signs of life out there. Well, what were they looking for? Cause can't they just t- like detect light and stuff? Uh, I think they're looking, well, radio uh, is looking for radio waves. So the radio dish, you know, when you look out, yeah, I mean, you can do different stuff, but it's basically looking for, you know, we use radio waves for a lot of different stuff. And that's kind of what, you know, it would be a good way to, you know, communicate if that's what, how we were going to do it. That would, I think, be the way that we would try and do it uh, besides like sending a, you know, uh, satellite out there projecting different stuff that might be something else, you know. But but they're using radio waves to what? Contact aliens or find both, life on other? Both sensitive. So how, how do you how do you detect life with radio waves? You, well, you listen frequencies that frequency, they would say. Yeah, yeah, frequencies bursts. Um, I mean, if you you ever seen that movie Contact? Um, yeah, I think that's loosely based. I think. I don't, I don't know for sure, but I think Carl Sagan had something to do with writing that. Um, yeah, he did. He wrote it. Oh, he did. I'm pretty sure. Let me look it up. Uh, but that, yeah, that's just basically about kind of what we're talking about. You know, that array, um, that they use in that movie to search, you know, for, for signals, you know, they've had some anomalies in the past with bursts of, uh, you know, of these signals and, and then they use them, you know, obviously, to analyze it, but then there's nothing ever that's really come from it. That's been very, you know, substantial or even worth, you know, delving into even more. So it's based on a book by Carl Sagan. Okay. But I guess when I, when you say life on other planets, I don't think of aliens that are 
right to our to our intelligence i think more of like bugs or bacteria could be that and i just think of you know, radio waves sending to different areas to find that kind of life i don't see how that's correlating but i right. don't know I, I i i'm no scientist you know well, well here's the thing uh happy gilmore uh, <laughs> the thing is with all that stuff is okay so we're going to get into this later, but the Fermi paradox is about like, well, if think about if we're sending a signal out right now, that's just a peon in everything, in, right. in space, time, whatever. You'd have to do that, be constantly doing that for long periods of time, and then have somebody on the other end looking in, the, in that exact location for that, you know, so it's like a whole thing. So we'll get into that later, but let's start with the... We'll get into Drake it now, equation. man. What the fuck? Well, I'm just saying I'm going to pull up the Drake equation thing. Uh, All right. No, here. It's, not, it's not the equation Drake uses to write music? Yeah. Well, if that's the case, this guy's an alien. <laughs> um, here. So Carl Sagan believed that there, were, there was alien life somewhere. Right. Or did he write fiction? Let me look at this. No. He did not write... Well... Well, it's, it's a novel. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's fiction because yeah, yeah. we have proof that aliens exist. But it's, I think that's like, is it imagining if it were to happen? Um, well, that like would inter, be it's like Interstellar. It's based on ideas. It's science fiction, right. but it's based on people's. All right, here's the uh, Drake equation. Um. So yeah, basically, you're taking. Um, Average rate of the suitable star formation, you know, st- how many stars per year, uh, times the fraction of stars that form planets. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> come on, bro. Um, average number of ha- habitable planets per star, uh, and then times fraction of uh, where life emerges, you know, times the fraction of where, intelli- you know, intelligence evolves. Yeah. Times a fraction of capable interstellar communication. So that's what we were just talking about, that part right there. Where I think there, I think there's a video game based on this whole equation and you can just travel around. There's fucking Yeah, what's insane. that called? I know what you're talking about. I think we talked about it before. We have talked about it. you've looked it up too. Um and then times uh years of civilization remains detectable. So and then the number of broadcasting civilizations. So that, that last one and then the two before it are kind of what we were just talking about in terms of not only do you have to be intelligent like us or somewhat what we think is intelligence, but then you have to be able to think these same things in terms of is there something out there? Maybe there's planets where there's aliens and they don't even care. You know, they're not even thinking about out there, you know, or maybe there's ones where that's all they do is fly around. You know, we don't know. Um, and then the amount of years detectable. So somebody's got to be sending a signal for a long period of time, um, and then us to be there to receive it or to look for it. Um, so yeah, I mean it's kind of a a crazy thought if you think about it. It's a crazy concept because um, yes, it makes sense probability wise, but then I think there's so many varying factors that got us to this place where we are. So it's like, you know. I want to believe and I want to think that there's a lot out there and maybe one day we'll, uh, something will come down and enlighten us and, uh, bring more love and peace and light. But you know, if, if that's not the case, then, uh, 
Unless we're the top of the food chain. That could be it too. I've heard people say, well, maybe there is other stuff or there will be other stuff, but, um, you know, there's nothing concrete right now. Um, I was actually watching, uh, one of the episodes from the newest season of ancient aliens. And, you know, like I'd say probably 20, 30% of that show is worth, worth a damn, you know? Um, (laughs) but they did this experiment where these real scientists were taking, they were sending balloons up and then they were taking samples from the ether, like the space Mm -hmm. above. And they were finding that I forget the experiment. I can pull the thing up, but you, you'd have to have, uh, something of like 60 part particles per something. And these things were having 200 particles for something, meaning that they were coming from space to earth and not leaving our atmosphere and getting into space. Right. So that means there's particles that make up life that are just sitting out in space. Potentially they have to do more research, obviously into that kind of stuff, but we could just be getting seeded from space. Maybe space is just this, you know, well, I don't want to get too far off uh, topic, but I just read a bunch of stuff about these octopus, yeah, octopi, saw octopi, octopuses, whatever. But they say, you know, because their uh, their body is so uh, well, everybody's body is complex. But don't they have a couple different hearts and all kinds? Yeah, of everything's uh, compartmentalized. Like their arms can think for themselves. You know, the they can. Fuck? Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think, I, yeah, I was. I read the same thing. I saw it on Twitter. Uh, the that science. whatever they evolved came, whatever they evolved from, came to the planet after the shit that we evolved from was here. Right. Well, and, and that's the thing about uh, octopi is they're so so fucking weird. Like some of the, I think it's what's the name of the one that I'm trying to think of. Um, this thing can like uh, like mutate into different stuff. It's a type of octopus. Yeah, it can camouflage. It can camouflage. It can like alter its shape and stuff. It's super crazy. I forget what it's called though. Um, uh, but yeah, they're they're just a uh, freak freak. Uh, you know, you know. I don't even understand. Like you know, you look at squid too. Squid squid are pretty similar and they're pretty weird as themselves. So yeah, I mean, who knows with all that? But yeah, I think I, I found that interesting that the stuff that makes up earth, if it got trapped into an atmosphere that could sustain it, maybe that's the possible building blocks of life, you know, or people have theorized maybe an asteroid or a comet, you know, a comet carries water, maybe something in that water, uh, molecules or, you know, just the basic carbons and hydrogen and stuff that we need. So, yeah, I think that's a very plausible uh, concept that we were spawned by some kind of space debris holding some uh, a certain type of uh, I don't even know what you would call it single cell organism. Oh, shut that Bruh. shit up! <laughs> Someone didn't get the memo. No, a stupid linked up thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, my but, my my uh, computer will just start dinging, but I don't yeah. know if you can hear it on the other side. I don't know either, but it's annoying, and it definitely was a fucking which call it. I don't, well, the bottom line is all the stuff like we're talking about, the octopus and all that shit, just goes to show that we really don't know much if we're finding out that whatever the octopus evolved from. Yeah, is. I mean, I think what's that uh, thing? I mean, look at mainstream science. It's all about the Big Bang and everything, you know. It's And then, you know, you get your Terrence McKenna saying, you know, just give give them one miracle, you know, and, and uh, you know, I'll do the rest, basically, or they'll do the rest. So basically saying science... 
you know, is taking the Big Bang, which is a miracle, would be made up. It's it's no different than saying you believe in God or believe in this or believe in that because there's no proof that, like, and even now they're doing stuff that is debunking whether the universe is even expanding or not. So, I yeah. mean, who, who actually knows? I think that we're pretty naive just to go by papers that people are writing because at the end of the day, as smart as they are, they might be even geniuses, but there's still people and people have flaws and people have their own agendas and people, you know, so I'm not saying don't trust science. I'm just saying some of those people get a little ahead of themselves and, and, and use empirical statements to describe things that have no empirical evidence. So, right. Yeah. It's pretty interesting when they just, it's cool that, well, it's kind of cool, but it's funny how they just sum it all up and with, and say, oh, believe in the the Big Bang. Here's one of well, here's one crazy concept to wrap your head around. Right, an explosion that around? came from nothing, or like a gas cloud that just, or a, something the t- size of a, you know, a pinhead exploding. Like, well, okay, well, how is that any different than anything else? Right. Well, they got proof to back that up. What? Because when they do the CERN test, it's not. It's it's not. They can't recreate it. It's, so I mean, yeah. that was the whole well, point. I want, to, I want to know how DNA was created. That that's another f- insane feat to believe that this thing was just created, you know, randomly. Right, super per- complex. Perfectly came together. But again, I'm no physicist. <laughs> well, that would be a biologist if we're talking about DNA. biologist. Again, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> smart. <laughs> No, this kid, see, this kid's a joker because I talk with this kid. Obviously, he's my cousin. We talk off air. He's super intelligent. This is just a ploy, <laughs> this is just a ploy to get people to understand some of these concepts. So No ploy. I, you know. Well, he doesn't know some of it, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, so that's the Drake equation. I think um, everything having to do with that has led to stuff like SETI, you know, the search for extra, uh, extraterrestrial intelligence. Um, you know, there, I think Stephen Hawking, he just, when he just passed away, somebody in honor of him, since he was looking into all this stuff when, before he died, some like billionaire gave a ton of money, uh, millions to look, continue the search for extraterrestrial life. So obviously, you know, even some of the smartest people, it's they're intrigued by it, so it's not worth you know it's not not worth looking into you know. Right, right. Um, so now we'll transition to the Fermi paradox. Um, <laughs> so it's like <laughs> back to uh, what we were talking about before. So yeah, Enrico Fermi um, basically asked the question: Where is everybody? You know, like what? You know, there's no. There's a huge lack of evidence over time. There's no signs, um, you know, in terms of... Well, it seems like a fairy tale kind of too, doesn't it? You, you believe in UFOs. You, you, you want to get into it. You really don't think... I don't know. I, I, I at least don't think that we've had seen aliens or anything. I think like it's that. weird because if you probably polled 50%, I'd say 50% of people probably believe in aliens of some sort. Um, I'm, I don't know I that to be the true. idea of it because it's... You kind of got to be smart to just say the the possibility of it is 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 great. When right. You look up at the sky and you see all that, but then when you think about it, it's almost like a fairy tale in the sense where if aliens came down to Earth, number one, it would send the world into a shell shock. Right. No, I mean, look, I I agree with that. Um, I I do this thought experience sometimes at night where I'm like studying something or I'm researching something and. Um, 
I don't know. I just start thinking like, what if an alien walked in here right now? I mean, I probably, <laughs> I probably shit my pants. I'm not going to lie. Whether it like Robin Williams. <laughs> no, but I mean, whether it was like a, um, you know, like a gray or reptilian or just whatever. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like what, whatever yeah. it is, you know, I, I have no idea. It could be a fucking octopus, you know, like maybe there's intelligent ones, you know, in space, but it's just the, the whole point of what I'm trying to say is, is like, as much as we want to find these things, what if one actually found you? I don't think it's, I don't, there's something I find very interesting about it, but then there's something inherently scary about it too. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's the whole, that's the thing though. Uh, they're so intelligent. They've traveled eons to get here. They're not, you're not going to find them. They're, they're always going to find you. Right. Until we can do that. I agree with you. True. True. But we're not, that's not going to happen for a long, long time. <laughs> well, okay. So, but what do you think? Like, have you, has, has aliens ever scared you? Like in terms of like, not like. Oh my God, I'm, I'm having, you know, like not necessarily like that, but just like, do you get a weird feeling when you see like a somewhat realistic picture of like a gray or something like that? You know? Yeah. I saw Mothman. I brought a fucking tear to my eye. <laughs> <laughs> that might be something different. We'll do a whole nother episode on that. I, I think that that Mothman's could be like coming. angel of death or something having to do like that. That's what I think about that. But yeah, that's, that's a different, good. different day, a different dollar. But, um, yeah, I think I get, for some reason when I was younger, I want to say I was like a t- nine, ten. I used to have uh, this huge like boombox radio in my room, and I remember listening to radio shows at night. And I want to say it was either like coast to coast or something else. And I just remember people talking about like their abductions and different crazy shit, and just re- remembering being like somewhat scared but still intrigued by it in a way. Uh, yeah, so, it's super intriguing. Again, so I like I was saying, you know, you're young, it's almost like, you know, you're like into dinosaurs, you're into all that kind of shit, you know? So like that was just another extension of that. And I think that we were part of the first wave, you know, we had ET and, you know, uh, what's the other one? The Steven Spielberg one, uh, Close Encounters uh, of Third yeah. Kind. I was going to say Alien. Yeah, Alien. I mean, we had all that kind of stuff, you know, that was the first real... I think, you know, obviously there had been movies earlier than that, but they weren't really anything to, you know, to applaud. But, um, so yeah, so I, I, there was something scary, but super interesting about it. And even to this day, I still kind of have the same feeling about it. I just feel like, yes, I want to know. And yes, you know, if I saw one, I don't know what I would do. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, again, um, we don't know what their intentions are either. Well, don't splash so, water on it. I'll tell you that. Well, <laughs> I like that movie. Besides that aspect right. of it, like, like why would you send your aliens or why aliens come to a planet and then be killed by the thing that covers 70% of it? Yeah. You know, that's, like, that's just dumb. That aspect of it. I don't, I don't it, think Shamalama like Ding Dong thought that one too much through. <laughs> I did like the premise of it, though, like early on and it was until creepy. the water thing. I think... I think they could have done something like that and not used water where it would have been more effective, but whatever. Well, it was cool because the, the way that they never showed the alien and they showed it on TV, it was, it was right, creepy. Right, right. Or the creepy part where it's walking through the alley and the kids... That's what I'm talking part, about. And then, like, yeah. turns like it's Bigfoot, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that's some creepy shit. And I think part of it is creepy because we know if we were to see one, they would obviously be more intelligent and probably could kill us at any second if they wanted to. Um, but, uh, yeah, 
And then, uh, I don't know, but maybe this is, some <laughs> maybe this is some weird archetypal thing, you know, maybe they say time is an illusion and everything's happening at once. We're just breaking it down into fractals and, Maybe that's eventually what we evolved into, and we're just seeing ourselves in the future or something like that, you know? Yeah, it's a concept you've been tossing around a lot. Well, I mean, think about it, too. Look at how if we really, and I think there's been some sort of intervention, I don't know what, and I'm not saying it's crazy, but if you look at, you know, Arthopithecus or, you know, some of the transitional hominids from pure, you know, apes, monkeys, that kind of stuff, you look at that transition, then you look at the transition to that, there's still some missing pieces, but then imagine the transition to us. So we're already looking more sleek, more, you know, we don't have the highbrow. We don't have the huge, you know, uh, overbite with the teeth, you know, like all that kind of stuff. So it's like, I think if that were to keep going, you know, maybe eventually we start getting into space and maybe they say space like, um, they did this test with twins and the one guy had like less bone density when he came back. Maybe that has something to do. You stay in space for a long time and maybe you start to look different too, you know? So, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I, I don't know. We got to get the fuck off the space thing. There's too much shit going on in our own world that we need to figure out. We need to clean oceans and we got to clean air. We spend billions flying into the fucking space. Well, that's the conundrum, right? Because, I agree with you, but it's like we're on such a pace right now with such a I know, track. I know. That's almost like I think the smart people are seeing that it's almost inevitable that this is just temporary in that, um, you know, and the, the earth, whether you want it, whether we, you know, let's say everybody, you know, died in 100 years or something from some cataclysm and whatever, the earth would still die at some point. It's not like it's only living because we're on it or we're taking care of it, you know. Right. The sun's, I, still, I, the sun's still going to engulf it with its, its solar flares at some point. Right, Two billion right. years, five billion years, whatever it is. Yeah, that's a long, long way. We, uh, I can't fathom that, but I don't know. If there, was other, if there were some things that were implemented where you, know, you could only really have two kids or something like that, then our population would be in control and then... We could get all the food issues they, together. They used to do that in China and stuff, and people. Well, no, they uh, didn't do that. They. I know, they I know. Fucking girls. I know, I know. I'm just saying they used to do something. They used to like calling, basically. But how could you even? I'm not saying. Be, but I'm saying there would be still people that would be find ways around that. Like people are just rebellious in nature. So. Right. It's also if you don't have money or the knowledge for contraceptive and things like right. that. It's, I, I know, I, I'm, I'm hoping for some crazy shit like that, but if we keep overpopulating, that's exactly what's going to happen because for, for most of the world, they don't have money. They don't give a shit. They're going to do whatever they can to survive, and if it's causing pollution in the meanwhile, uh, it's, it's... You know, there's this movie, you know, like Da Vinci Code with the Tom Hanks? Right. Like the third one's called like Inferno, and it's kind of what you're talking about, like the one guy, the main guy bad guy in it um this has been out for a while i guess spoiler alert but he's trying to take out most of the population so that everybody can survive so there's no overpopulation and no whatever so he's trying to he tried to create some sort of like you know uh disease that would kill 
a third, two thirds of the popular, something crazy like that, you know. And then Tom Hanks does his thing. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm kind of saying accept the world as it is now because we have obviously plenty of land, but you know, try and figure some things out for the future, right. maybe a hundred years from now. But again, I'm not. Well, I'm not, at some point though, we will be if the, if we just continue to to grow, we will be over. I mean, think about we. Used, you were in my environmental science class, I think. Yeah, it exploded over. <laughs> no, we did this experiment with um, uh, what are they called? Fruit flies, and we you put them in a, a bottle, um, and they keep multiplying, keep multiplying, keep multiplying, keep multiplying. At some point, there's no oxygen; they all just fucking die, and there yeah. there's just a mass amount of them in there. So, I mean, if you look at it through that lens, yeah, that could be us at some point, you know, if we don't send people to other planets or we don't, you know, whatever. So, mm-hmm. well, we're I mean, sending them. And then there's other stuff too. You were talking about DNA and RNA. Um, I was watching this thing, Jerry Joyce at Scripps. Uh, I think actually this, there was a documentary, it's called The Drake Equation on Netflix. I found it pretty interesting. Um, and then there's this, uh, I don't know where I saw this other thing, but it was talking about how um, Jerry Joyce, this guy at Scripps, is creating RNA or trying to create RNA, like, like replicating it in a lab. Uh, what do they say? Uh, he's trying to create building block RNA using water, salt, and then he feeds them. Um, you know, so who knows? He, you know, this guy's Jesus. trying to create the building blocks of life. And I know they've had other breakthroughs recently too, and stem cells and stuff like that too. So um, who knows what the future holds with all that? I mean, would you want to live forever? I don't know that I would want to. There was a guy on Joe Rogan talking about how he was getting uh, stem cells injected into his body. Yeah. He said it fucking, it hurts when you get it done, but after you feel a mil, like a million dollars. Yeah, it was Joe Rogan. He got one in his shoulder. No, 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 it wasn't him. This um, other guy gets it like every week or something, and he said that he's 37 years old, but his body's like a 20-year-old. Oh, right on. Yeah, I saw there was one with Steven Tyler where Joe Rogan, <laughs> Joe Rogan, he does that on the show a couple times, too. It's funny. Um, <laughs> He just starts singing sh- words out, but um, I think he's senile at this point, isn't he? No, he brought a crystal ball, and uh, I, got, I think he's senile <laughs> at this point, isn't he? No, nah, he just seemed like a weird dude. But anyway, so he he he, uh, he was asked Joe. He's like something like, "Well, what's wrong?" Because like Joe's, but I guess Joe said that he had just gotten stem cells in his arms because he has like rotator cuff tears or something right. like that. Um, and he said that for like a day you feel like ass and then the next day you just feel amazing or you start to feel a lot better or whatever. So, yeah, um, I guess it's kind of along the lines of these dudes. I think we've talked about it where, uh, they're getting like younger boy. I, I don't know if it's plasma or blood, but yeah. infuse infusions. I think yeah. it's plasma, but I think Keith Richards, doesn't he get all his blood blood pumped out? I have no idea about that. That sounds, I mean, it sounds like something that might occur to, uh, I mean, look at that fucking skeleton. (laughs) Well, I mean, he's done tons of drugs too. I mean, you got to clear out the blood at some point if you're doing all that shit, you know? Yeah. One of my Um, friends, uh, she used to work for a family and the parents, they, you know, they would drink all the time, but they, they were very wealthy and they would get these, uh, like drips, kind of like yeah. I IV things. Oh, that's just common now. Yeah, just it's just replenishing all your uh, plasma. 
on that show on like billions on TV on Showtime, they have like a whole thing about that, how all these like top dog billionaires yeah, are going out and just getting fucking smashed and then waking up the next day <laughs> and just getting these drips and then they are, go right to work, you know? So yeah, it's crazy. They say like coconut water is very good. Apparently yeah. in world war two, if they didn't have an IV, they would just like tap into a coconut and uh, like, like drip that into these, uh, these soldiers bodies and it would help, you know, bring the plasma oh, back. That's interesting. Stuff. Yeah, no, I think there's a lot of electrolytes in that too. So yeah, I can't drink that shit. What coconut water? Yeah, I don't like the taste of it. I like coconut stuff. The only thing I didn't like that I tried that I I love La Croix. I love it. It's my favorite thing. But the coconut La Croix is like gross. I don't know. It's too <laughs> co- it's too coconutty or something. I don't know. Yeah, I like La Croix too, but I pretty much just drink probiotics or. Uh... Or kombucha or water. Yeah. Kombucha. Brew. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, who really knows about all this shit? We got people trying to make life from scratch. We got other people saying it's coming from space and little particles. We got, you know, uh, other people, you know, looking for it. We got other people saying it's not even there, you know, so we got the whole range. And we got people with good, um, backgrounds and stuff you know it's just uh there's so many different outlets for all this stuff and there's so many different takes on everything um you know you could look if you went on the internet you could find a new take on most subjects like every day that would make a good point so you know well yeah everybody's up in the brother's mother's got a comment to say right and everybody's got that platform now right and it's just, it's one of those things where I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about also too, just like published works. You know, we got something saying, you know, oh, the big bang's real. And then we got another thing saying, oh, the, the big bang is not what we expected. And then other people saying, oh, the big bounce, which is like two things, bounce, bounce. two cool things collided and, and bounced off each other, creating the universe. So it's like, it, what's going on? I don't know. We don't have all the answers, but that's why we do this, you know, just to get this information out there and get people interested. Maybe there's a young Einstein out there that's just waiting to, you know, find his calling, you know, that would help humanity. So did you um, ever see those, that, that little kid explaining fucking, what was he talking about? The Mandela effect? No. Some, I don't know. I'll, I'll try and show you that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, yeah, this shit's definitely crazy, but, uh, I don't know. We're going to wrap it up, but, uh, I thought that was some interesting stuff. I think I'm just going to jump on that bounce way again. The big bounce. Yeah. That's a terrible movie too. (laughs) Um, but all right, folks, thanks for joining us and, uh, we'll catch you next time. Well, if anyone's got any, uh, theories they want us to talk about leave some comments and yeah if there's any interest oh, that's not if anybody's got any in, interesting uh concepts or anything that they want to talk about just let us know and we'll try and get to it so but we'll catch you guys next time peace later